Hey, Frontier Church. Um, Tomorrow's our second sermon in our new sermon series about the spiritual practices. Flourishing in the chaos, five spiritual practices to help you cultivate a life of responding to the Spirit rather than reacting to the chaos. So the subtitle really explains the purpose of the spiritual practices. It takes work, it takes effort, it takes sweat to build and curate a life where you have the freedom to respond to the Spirit rather than just responding to the chaos of modern life all the time. I think our natural default mode is to run around like chickens with our heads cut off from task to task, text to text, email to email, and it's just not conducive to a life that is deeply in tune with the Holy Spirit. And like I said last week in Saturdays in the Spirit, Frontier Church is not changing our vision. But we are deepening our vision. We're going to be rolling out new language for our values. Our values are gospel, community, and mission. We are deepening those values by adding one more value to that list. And to make the language a little bit stickier so that it impacts your day-to-day better, we're changing the language. So rather than gospel, community, and mission, it's going to be the power, the people, the purposes, and the practices of Jesus. Power, because the gospel is the power of God on salvation. People, as in the community of God's people. Purpose, as in the mission of God, is the purpose of God in the world. And we'll roll that out carefully over these next six weeks, hopefully so that it gets into your blood, right? So that you can write it down on a napkin, so that it's in your mind. And tomorrow, as we continue our sermon series, Andrew's going to roll out our first practice as a church, Scripture. He'll explain, number one, what the practice is. Number two, how it transforms us into Christ-likeness. And number three, exactly how Frontier Church is committed to helping you practice it. So, let's settle in for solitude and prayer right now. Begin to focus on one verse from the Bible. It's a verse from the Bible about the Bible. In 1 Timothy, Paul says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So did you know that when you open your Bible, you're exposing your heart to God's very own breath? Just begin to dial your mind and dial your heart and dial your prayers towards that one verse. All scripture is breathed out by God.
So as we continue to meditate on the place of the scriptures in your life, there's this great story from the life of Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus encounters a young man and he asks him this question. What is written in the law and how do you read it? And the young man answered by saying, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength and with all of your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. So this is how Jesus apparently sees the scriptures. He tells the young man that he's right. The scriptures are intended to bring your whole self, your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, your whole self into conformity with loving God. So naturally this raises a few questions like, is there part of yourself that you don't bring to the scriptures? Maybe you do a great job bringing your mind to the scriptures and asking critical questions, but maybe you check your heart out at the door in the process. Or maybe you bring your heart to the scriptures, but you don't have any intention of it impacting your strength or your day-to-day living. What would it look like to bring your whole life into greater conformity with God's word? So, like Jesus mentions in the previous story, conforming your life to the scriptures brings life. So since you're praying and you're in the overwhelming safety of a gracious God and you're existing in the loving gaze of his eyes, now would be a good time for honesty and repentance. Is there some part of you that doesn't believe Jesus? 
Is there some part of you that honestly believes that the scriptures want to steal your joy and take away activities and pleasures from your life that you like? Is there some part of you that believes that the scriptures don't want to enlarge your life but want to diminish your life? Here's Psalm 119, verses 10 through 15. The psalmist says, With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches, and I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. So when the psalmist conforms his life to the scriptures, when he organizes his life around the scriptures, how does he describe his life? He delights. He's rich. He meditates on them. He fixes his eyes on them. This is an awesome life. 
And so maybe right now is the moment to ask Jesus to give you the power to give the scriptures this place in your life. Maybe right now is the time to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the power to prioritize scriptures, to not see them as something to do when you've got a, like a little bit of spare time. Not something to just glance at before you get on with what you really desire to do, but as something to seek with your whole heart and to chase after with your whole strength and to store up in your innermost being so that you can delight in the scriptures. What would your life look like if it looked like that? Amen. So church, come prepared tomorrow to think about the scriptures. 
Um, every every Sunday we preach from the scriptures, but it's not every Sunday that we preach from the scriptures about the scriptures. So what Andrew's going to do is he's going to roll out some big news like our plan to implement a church-wide Bible reading plan beginning in 2021. So this is exciting, but you should also know that we're not implementing this as a law, right? We're not going to kick people out who don't follow along with the reading plan. We're not going to shame people who can't keep up. We're simply beginning to reconceptualize our church as a spiritual gymnasium, right? So we're going to be more thoughtful about what barbells and what dumbbells and what weight equipment we have in the gym and how we can help us use these dumbbells and use these weights more effectively so that we can sweat more and really train ourselves for godliness as a church. So think of the Bible reading plan in that way. So guys, pray deeply for our church tonight and come to church tomorrow prepared to speak a word of encouragement into somebody's life or a prophetic word or a word of wisdom or a word of encouragement. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. I love you guys.